This episode is brought to you by Puma Running. I'm really after a new race day shoe. Can you tell me a bit more about the Puma Fast R2? The Puma Fast R2 are my favorite race day shoe. Now I ran in these for Chicago Marathon and I definitely think they helped me on my way to a four minute PB where I ran 2.23 just because they save your legs so much, which is obviously very helpful for marathon running. What do you think makes them so special? Two things I think really make the difference. Firstly, this carbon plate that you can see extends right beyond the forefoot. That just gives you an extra spring on each step, really propels you forward. Secondly, the nitro foam. This is nitrogen infused foam, which gives you maximum cushioning and maximum energy return. So that means you are more efficient each stride and can essentially run faster for longer. Okay, I'm sold. Well, I have great news for our 5 Miles Easy UK listeners. We have a very special discount code for Puma Running. Enter 5ME20 at Puma Running to get 20% off. Thanks for joining me, Rose Harvey. And me, Steph McCall. For 5 Miles Easy. The podcast where we go behind the scenes on the highs, lows and learnings of our running journeys and bring you conversations to inspire, motivate, and get you one step closer to your running goals. So let's lace up for 5 Miles Easy. Hello, and welcome back to 5 Miles Easy. Our regular listeners will know that we had a little break over the new year, but we've been working very hard behind the scenes to bring you a whole load of brilliant new conversations to get you lacing up your trainers and hitting your 2024 running goals. However, before we kick off, we do have a small favour to ask you. Our channel grows when you subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Spotify and share these episodes with your friends. So whilst you're listening, please click those buttons and share this with someone who you think might like the show. And in return, we promise we will keep sharing tips, conversations and motivation to help fuel your running journeys. So after a few weeks hiatus, we have so much to catch up on today. I'm back in the UK after swapping the British weather for a few weeks training in sunny Cape Town, which featured a lot of hills, warmer weather and beautiful trails. So I'll be sharing some tips on balancing flat and fast sessions with some hillier runs and trail running and when in the day to train when it's in the middle of summer. And I am still avoiding the British winter, Um, very much delaying my homecoming. And for the last six weeks, I've been over the pond in the US. I've joined up with the Puma Elite Running Team for their altitude training camp in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I'm going to be sharing lots of insights about life on a pro training camp, as well as some tips and tricks about training at altitude. First of all, Cape Town. Now, I've been to Cape Town a few times and absolutely love it, but I haven't actually done that much running there, to be honest. So tell me about the running scene. Oh, Cape Town. I love it so much. And I know you've been before and I'm going to get you there next year again to run because it's just the best. And it's any runner out there, you've got to go to Cape Town to get the opportunity. Um, I went for the first time a year ago and yeah I just was absolutely sold literally probably an hour in I was like right I know I'm gonna love it here (laughs) um 
so yeah I was there for like a couple weeks last year and then I decided that I wanted to go again and because it's obviously summer there at the moment it's just the perfect time to go where you can kind of miss a few weeks of the British winter um, and just be able to train in the warmth and the sun so I think in terms of running there like number one you've got great weather which is just so helpful I think with motivation and just getting up and getting outside and just enjoyment with running and then number two is just like the general running scene out there I mean I think that's probably is helped by the weather but the culture out there is very outdoorsy um you just see runners everywhere everyone's just so friendly and inclusive and it's just like it's just such a, a really good vibe and I think that helps with motivation as well because you never feel alone when you're there even if you're running on your own you just see so many people out and about it kind of feels like everyone's together in it so yeah I just love it and so many nice coffee shops and brunch places which I feel like are a runner's staple as well so you've got it all. The running culture are there lots of like groups you can join up with um it's a very outdoorsy culture yeah yeah so like I was lucky that I was staying with Carla Molinaro who we had on the podcast in the first season I think it was episode three and so she lives in Cape Town and she's got a great group of guys that she trains with which she just kind of accumulated over time so she moved out there like just over a year ago and like I say because everyone's really open to like meeting new people she just managed to kind of rope more people into this group over time um so I think people are just really open to like training together and there are you see lots of groups out there running um and I guess it just depends what you want like if you want more of a track based interval group or if you want like more road running or there's probably groups that just are based in the trails I think there's just something for everyone and because they're so inclusive and open for more people joining, I think you don't need to be scared to just message people on Instagram or like any other forum and just say, can I join you for a run? And it's just like, of course you can, like we meet here. And then, yeah, it's, it's such a good way to meet people as well. Yeah, that's so great. And it must make it a lot safer as well. Cause I know, you know, I, to be, to be honest, I did always feel reasonably safe in Cape Town, but South Africa is not quite like the UK in terms of, safety so that must make a big difference having access to those groups and just being yeah. able to you know link up with people and make sure you've got company yeah I think so and I also like b before I went to Cape Town for the first time I was a bit worried about my safety because you hear things and obviously you you hear things through the media and stuff which can kind of highlight I don't, I don't know sometimes it kind of can it exaggerate the situation but it is you are right like there are parts of South Africa that are not safe at all and there are parts of Cape Town that you probably wouldn't want to venture to alone but I would want to reassure anyone that was thinking of going out there that I have not felt unsafe once when I've been in Cape Town and yes running in groups obviously helps but like I've done a lot of runs solo and I think it's just being sensible, like, you know, run in places where you're going to have lots of people there, like who are also running or walking around. Uh, I wouldn't run alone when it's dark. I uh, The trails have got safer. I, have, I, I haven't actually been in the trails on my own. I know people do run alone there. I'd probably stay in a group. Um, I know there's more security around them now, but 
yeah, I think just have your wits about you. Don't be like flashing your phone around like, and uh, yeah, it's just being sensible. But I wouldn't worry. I've never felt unsafe being in Cape Town, which is really nice because I was definitely a bit nervous before I went the first time. Yeah, it, oh, it sounds like such a good place to train. Okay, yeah. it's on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously been very warm, as you said, it's their summer there. So how have you adapted to the heat going from a very cold England when we left in January to yeah. a very hot Cape Town? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been quite lucky just because I do go away a fair amount. Like, I, I my body tends, it's got used to training in warmer weather just over time. Um, but that's not to say when you first have that contrast from English winter to summer conditions, it is an adjustment. And I think, you know, number one, get up early and sort of, you know, you don't want to run at midday or in the afternoon when it's going to be the hottest time of day. Get up early, run when the sun's just rising or it's just got, it's, it's going to be a lot cooler and more bearable. And number two, if the purpose of what you're trying to do is warm weather training and you want to run in the heat then just like be sensible about it make sure you're hydrated make sure you're going into the run well fueled so that your body's not overworking and trying to compensate for other things in that are going on so yeah just be prepared and um yeah maybe you know bring a drink with you um and your heart rate's going to be higher when you're training in the heat because your body's trying to cool you down and regulate so you know maybe just slow down the paces a little bit don't worry just run to feel um but i really don't think it takes that long uh to adjust uh your body does get used to it and i mean i just love it running in the heat i think it just feels so good <laughs> so what time have you been running in the morning to avoid the really bad heat yeah so this is something that I did have to get used to was the very 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 early starts that these people in Cape Town like so I think it's a bit of a cultural thing rather than just the heat but um they love to get up really really early and I was doing some sessions well all of my sessions actually with the group we were starting the warm-up at 6 a.m and uh which which means you're up obviously way earlier than that. And I, you have to eat before that. Uh, and it's quite, it's nice afterwards because you've got it done early and you've got the whole day. But yeah, it's a bit of a shock to the system. However, it did mean that the temperatures at that time were very bearable. You weren't even thinking about it being hot. Um, I wouldn't normally do my double runs later in the afternoon when it would be quite hot. So they were just short, easy runs. And that's why it, that makes it a bit more bearable. But yeah most of like the bigger stuff was early in the morning just had to get used to that mm. and you still managed to have breakfast and fuel before yeah yeah you have to I mean I know it's it's hard when you get up early like you're like you might not be hungry yet or you just you want to take it easy but you know if you're up at five and you've got a session starting at six like just get food down you whatever you can I mean I'm fine I've just like I, my stomach's usually fine having like a big bowl of porridge not long before running. So I would just get up at five, have my normal porridge, and then I'd be good to go knowing that I'm going into the session well-fueled rather than being caught short halfway through the session wishing that I'd eaten more. Um, yeah. So That's I think... so important with the heat because 
you get so mm-hmm. much more depleted. So you 100% need that fuel. And it's yeah. good practice for races, I guess, because normally it's an early start. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. It is really good practice for racing. Like you do wake up and you're, you know, it's, I love breakfast, but waking up at five o'clock, I'm not thinking, oh yeah, I really want my porridge this second. <laughs> but, you know, I, a lot of things with fueling, I actually just see it as part of training. You know, it's not, it's not just eating a meal. It's like, no, this is part of my session. I need to get this food in me in order to get the most out of myself today. Uh, it's going to make me perform better. And I'm going to recover quicker afterwards because I'm not depleted. So yeah, yeah, I think just see it like that. If you, if you're struggling to get the fuel in, like just see it as part of the training and, you know, you can ease yourself in with like a banana or a gel, but you can, you know, then gradually make your way up to like a proper meal. But yeah, I think it's so important. Yeah. That's a great insight. And actually we do so many uncomfortable things in training that, you know, yes, you might not want to, eat at 5am in the morning but it's just another it's another thing as you say that it's so important for training and yes if it's a bit uncomfortable then you just get over it and what about the hills because Cape Town is obviously in the mountains so have you done a lot of hill running out there yeah so like all my sort of normal uh interval sessions and tempo sessions would just be on the flat like promenade along the seafront which is lovely and scenic and then a lot of the easy runs because Cape Town you've just got a big fat mountain in the middle of the city you can't avoid unless you're just going to stick along like the seafront which would get a bit boring you know you want to go and explore so yeah you can't avoid like doing hilly routes going on the trails it's so beautiful as well I think yeah you've got to run some hills um and I think if you're going to start running hills anywhere Cape Town's a great place to do it because it is so beautiful you're kind of distracted so like running up hills you're just you can just look out and be like wow this is amazing um and but yeah I actually did notice because I mean I live in London right so it's very flat city I live really close to Richmond Park which I tend to say is a hilly place but I have now been told Richmond Park is it has bumps not hills, bumps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's the hilliest I generally get. But I really noticed over like three weeks of running in Cape Town and having a lot of my easier days and some sort of steady run days on the hills, you, you, you do adapt really quickly. And you do find them easier. And also, I think mentally as well, you're not daunted by, oh, God, like I've got to climb up this. It's just part of it. And you know i think a good tip there is also like if you're someone that's really obsessed with looking at your watch and your pace just don't it's like it's all about the effort if you're on an easy run you you don't need to be sprinting up the hill to like do your normal easy run pace like you need to be the same effort as your normal easy run and if you're doing a steadier run the same thing like it'll be a bit faster but you don't need to be doing a hill sprint um, because you're going to be going down the hill as well if you're going up. So it kind of evens out. Um, but yeah, definitely think it makes you stronger. So I'm incorporating a bit more of that now. And there are other reasons that I need to incorporate some hills, which I'm sure we'll go into. But yeah, I think there are a lot of benefits of uh, not just running on the flat. Yeah, interesting. I know a lot of people do say hill running is very good for you. It's good for form. It's good for strength. But like you living in London, I don't get a lot of practice. So that's interesting. You've actually seen a benefit. You're going to be 
running up and down that hill in Richmond 10 times just to get the same benefit as Cape Town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is funny. Like I've been in Richmond Park a few times since I've been home and I, you, you do think like, God, this is nothing now. It's, it's just so, they're so short. <laughs> so we all know how important good nutrition is to fuel our running performance. But one thing I get asked about a lot is how to fuel training sessions because gels can be quite hard to tolerate and quite hard to get used to. Especially as a lot of sports nutrition is heavily processed with artificial ingredients, not always that great on the stomach. But recently we've been trying Velo Forte and loving it, haven't we? We have. Velo Forte is a natural way to fuel your performance. Their gut healthy bars, recovery shakes and performance enhancing gels and chews are all made from real natural ingredients with no junk and additives. Easier on your stomach and overall better for you. And they taste delicious too. Chef made recipes and so many incredible flavours. There's something for everyone for every activity. Favourite product? My favourite product is the Energy Bar. Really good straight after a session or on the go. I love this one. This is the Recovery Shake and oh, they just taste so delicious after a hard training session. Thanks to Velo Forte for supporting this podcast. Head to veloforte.com and get 30% off by entering the code 5MILES at checkout. That's the number five and the word miles. So surely you've had a few hilly runs as well, Ben, because you're based in the mountains at the moment, right? Yeah, so we are. We're, um, we're in the Sandia Mountains in New Mexico. And I have had a few hilly runs. We actually, we're in the foothills, beautiful trails. They're called the Sandia Mountains, which means watermelon in spanish and basically because as the sun sets they look pink so it's really beautiful it's very very dry here it's basically a high desert so the trails are all kind of uh compact sand which is nice to run on it's not like running in running in sand sand um but yeah on on that do you think yeah what's the benefit of running on um compact sand versus just always running on the road it's just a bit easier on your muscles your joints I think the tarmac is very high impact now I do do Mm. most of my road sessions on tarmac um but I think I do try as much as possible to get on a softer surface just if you're running quite high mileage it's just a lot of a lot of impact so I think as much as you can kind of minimize that the better um, and the trails as well, I, I do think there's some kind of benefit to having the slightly uneven surface. There's obviously, there's obviously a balance to get and it's not, it's not very rocky. It's reason, for a trail, it's reasonably even. But it does just give your ankles and your kind of feet a bit of work. Um, yeah. So you get a bit of, bit of ankle strength, a bit of foot strength and that softer surface makes it a great, easy running option. Um, but the mountain where we're staying, it is also quite high. So um, I'm going to go into a bit about altitude in a minute, but we wouldn't want to do all our running up here because the altitude and running at, at the high altitude takes more out of you. So you don't want to be doing that for every single run. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been doing our easy some some easy runs on the trails, mostly the double runs, and then we actually drop down to a river path where we do our longer easy runs and our sessions and the tracks kind of at the same level as well 
So Okay. So be good to understand then. So you said you're very high up. How high are you? What are the benefits of doing that? And why do you drop down a thousand feet for some of those other runs and sessions? Why do altitude training? It's basically a physiological response you get at altitude where your body will make more red blood cells. So after, now you do need to spend, I think three and a half weeks is the minimum period that generally people agree on to to start getting the benefits. It takes three weeks to make a red blood cell, but obviously it's not like three weeks and bang, you've got a whole load of new red blood cells. It takes a little while and you start making them. So three and a half weeks is the minimum, but most people do about five to six weeks at altitude, um, kind of depending on how high you are, because you do have to balance it with the fact that it does kind of take a bit more out of your body. I'm here for six weeks, at which point I will have the full stock of new red blood cells. Um, Basically, that will allow more oxygen to be carried to my muscles. So hopefully I'll run faster. Um, Now, the theory is you, it's called live high, train low. So you live as high as possible. So that's where we kind of, we're literally right in the foothills of the mountains. And then you drop down a little bit to do the hard sessions so you can run faster because the problem with being at altitude is it's harder so you don't have as much oxygen up high so it makes running hard more Mm -hmm. difficult and you can't hit the same paces which you do want to be able to do for some sessions because you need that kind of physiological benefit of being able to run at a certain pace so we drop down a little bit um, and all of our track sessions, our hard tempo sessions and long runs are done not that much slower than at sea level. Um, now, as we said in our Christmas episode, one thing I did learn was that running short distances, I think it's 300 meters and under, they're actually faster at altitude. But I obviously don't ever do one 300 on this. <laughs> you do get yeah. when you're doing 20. Um, but yeah, we do try and hit kind of fairly similar paces to sea level in our sessions. It will be like five to 10 seconds per mile slower. So not a huge difference. Yeah. And so when you first arrived there, obviously it must take a bit of getting used to not having as much oxygen so can you just jump into a normal week of training or does it take some time to adapt to the altitude before you can do harder sessions it definitely takes a bit of time and it's sensible to have at least a week of just easy running I think when I first did altitude I maybe even took a little longer than that but now I've done a couple of altitude camps your body can kind of adapt it a little bit quicker but I still had the first week very easy and um, that's important because you kind of need your body to to adapt to get used to it and you don't want to overcook the first week because one lesson and tip for altitude is you do have to be very careful about overcooking it because your body is just working hard all the time and you've got to be aware of that. So you need to take it a little bit easier in the first week and just kind of be conscious of, I think sometimes the tendency on a training camp is to see it a bit 
like a boot camp and you go there and train more but that definitely shouldn't be the case to altitude if anything do like a little bit less because your body is just naturally working harder all the time um and the other really key thing is just to make sure you're fueling really well because your body burns about 10 percent more calories than normal at altitude uh, just by being alive so you need to make sure that you're eating well um and it's also very very dry so make sure you're really hydrated take electrolytes drink loads of water i mean you kind of want to because your throat's dry and the air's very dry but i think when it's cold you've got to be very aware of that um yeah that's so interesting do you feel like you're with the fact that your body's using more energy to keep alive do you feel like your body tells you that as well are you hungrier at altitude like are you wanting to eat more is it more of like a mindful thing like I know I need to do this I think it's a bit of both I I do get hungrier I always wake up hungry in the morning so <laughs> <half my laughs> night in the evenings. but um after sessions that's when it's got to be conscious because sometimes because you're I think because your body's working harder Sometimes after sessions, I don't really feel like eating because like my stomach's a bit sore and you just feel a bit like, ugh. But yeah. then I have to be very conscious about like getting the fuel in straight away and recovering better because your recovery does just take longer. So you need to be more on top of it. Do you have any tips for that for like straight after a session? Because I think that's so common after a session or a long run, you don't necessarily feel hungry, but what's a good way of getting fuel in? If you don't, you're not in, you don't feel like you want it. I always, now I've taken a big stash of our Velo Forte products out with us. So I always have, <laughs> and they're, they're great. And they're so portable. I've got those protein shake sachets, which have yeah. the perfect ratio of carbs and protein in. So I just, I always go for one of those. I know that they've got carbs, protein, they've got electrolytes and some BCCAs in them. So it's like the perfect very portable solution and I find them very easy to get down yeah that's perfect so getting something that you can drink probably more than eating straight away until your stomach settles a bit or a bar a bar is a good option as well it's kind of small and not too heavy but a good kind of calorie dense snack yeah nice and you're out there with the Puma team so your coaches are out there which that must be great as well, because normally you're basic, you're remotely coached being in London and there in the US. So that must be nice being with them and the rest of the team. Yeah, it's been great, actually. Um, I was back. I was out here just before Chicago. So and, and that was kind of really nice to catch up with everyone. But it's great to be out here for a solid block. Um, it's a really, really fun team. Most most of the. Uh, most of the crew are based in North Carolina for the year. So they're American or live in America. Um, but it's very nice to come out and, and join them for their altitude camp. So there's a big mix of distances. Not everyone's marathon runners here. And that's also really nice to have, you know, A, to have a bit of variety in training. I mean, obviously, I'm still doing my own training, but you get pushed in different places. So I'm training with... Um, 3k steeplechaser and a 5k runner so I get really pushed on the fast stuff and it's helped me to you know help me with my speed because I can chase them around the track 
Um, and then there are some longer distance people here as well. So I get the benefit of both, which is which is great. And just being, you know, with with other runners is always a fun fun atmosphere and we're all in it together and all on the same schedule. So that's that's been really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're not when you're back when you're at home, you're not always around a bunch of pro runners. So is it a different feel being like living with professional athletes compared to when you're training at home? It yes, it is. It is. And it's I think it makes me realise that at home I have a lot of distractions. So the biggest difference, as I said earlier, you know, coming on a training camp isn't about training more necessarily. It's not like going on a boot camp and suddenly doubling my training. My training mm-hmm. is the same. Um, but the big difference for me is the recovery. And that's one thing I really noticed between the way that I kind of live at home and the way that everyone in the team lives. Like they, they, quite rightly because it's their job really prioritize recovery and it's something I'm I'm not good at at home at all and I think partly because I've come from a very different background of having to juggle a lot and so I'm yeah. so kind of programmed to do that whereas everyone here well you know you do the session um there's <laughs> the warm-up is very long you know all the stretches whereas at home I run to the park I do about five minutes of drills and strides and then we're off and yeah. then I run home as, as my cool down and then I have a 10 minute shower get ready sh- shove some lunch down and then I'm out yeah. whereas here you know it's really good long warm-up you do the session good long cool down with stretches and then you might go to the gym to do some kind of activation and hurdle drills and then you get back and have lunch and then you go for a nap and then you just like recover and then go for a double. Um, oh, I can't imagine you being good at doing nothing, honestly. No. I have seen how you live. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my forte, and I haven't quite managed to nap yet. Okay. But I have got better at recovering. That's so, so good. That's been a good change. I can't say I'm likely to implement it in London, but I've taken a good lesson as to that's actually how you're meant to do it so if I can get a little bit close to that would be good yeah it's another one of those things where it's you can almost see it's part of the training it's like I'm allowed to do nothing because this is part of my training this is me recovering so you can mm. give yourself that permission but yeah I, I totally know to, to do I find because yeah. I feel like I should be doing something all the time and it's a bit of an irony about the running as a job I always feel like I should be doing something for training and recovery kind of feels like I'm not doing anything so that's a hard yeah, one like, to get am I being lazy but... yeah I could be yeah. do- doing something else yeah totally um but yeah so it's so interesting I almost felt that as well like even though I was still I was working remotely when I was in Cape Town but I did find that I think just having this headspace away from home and like you say not the distractions of you know my dog was at home and who I missed a lot but I didn't have to take her out for a walk and I didn't have to like do those little admin tasks of just when there's people around and also I guess the socializing as well like I like to go see my friends but when I was there yes I was socializing with 
people there but it was almost in a bit of a different way and less time consuming I guess um so I felt like my recovery was definitely had a bit more focus and I feel like I've taken a bit of that back with me as well like actually you know what I need to just be a bit more strict on these things and that's okay like you don't have to you've got that there's that busyness culture in London especially I think where you always want to be on the go you want to commit to everything like say yes to everything but actually it's okay to say no and like just be like you know what I need to rest and that's that's okay so and then you can actually yeah. do the things that you do better yeah because you're fresh and you're not exhausted yeah and you aren't stressed about it I think sometimes I might wake up in the morning thinking oh god I've got to do this run then I've got to do this and I've got to do this then I've got another run then I've got to do this and I'm like I'm overwhelmed from what I have to do in the day whereas actually it's like if you take if you strip it back a bit what are the things that you really need to you want to prioritize okay I need to get my run in I need to like do this bit of work whatever else and then just remove the things that are going to make that stressful so it just makes then you can approach the run without stressing about what you've got after the run I think yeah way better (laughs) I I have a similar strategy when I have a million things on my to-do list I then and inevitably I get stressed about it and then I spend time sort of stressing about what order to do things in and not actually just doing it yeah so I write down I have a maximum of three non-negotiables for the day and that will be my training and then you know, it might be walking willow and then one other job. I'm like, right, that's my non-negotiables and everything else is literally bonus points. Yeah. And that's the way I kind of reframe it to be like, well, if I literally don't get anything done, that's apart from these three non-negotiables, that's fine. And yeah. then I feel like I'm actually doing well because I'm getting bonus things ticked off. But it's also not going to be that long until you're back in Cape Town, is it? So tell us no. about that. Are you just sick of being back in the British winter already or is there something else on the agenda? Well, I guess a bit of both. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I am. I mean, I'm, I've been back for a week and honestly, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> this weather, George, I'm having to like every day I'm messaging people like, who wants to run with me today? Because it like I, we've given this tip before is, you know, try and meet up with people because it gets you out the door. And I've really been making the most of that, just trying to run with people as much as I can. Um, but yes, I am going back to Cape Town at the right at the end of March. So I'll be there in the first couple of weeks of April because um well, made the announcement recently that I have entered the Two Oceans Ultramarathon, which is in Cape Town. Yeah, it's exciting. It's I've never done an ultramarathon before, so it's very new for me. Um, kind of been thinking about it for a while and definitely had a few people at me saying, you know, do this race and for ages I'm like no 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 like I don't want to do anything further than marathon and then recently I was like "Mm, but maybe what if I'm good at it like I don't know you don't know until you try and it kind of excited me and so yeah I I waited until I'd done the Bay to Bay race which was a 30k race I did when I was in Cape Town a couple weeks ago and I just wanted to see how that would go because it's 30k which 
isn't as long as the 56k ultra that I've entered but it's a hilly course and it was just kind of a good indicator as to like if I was going to enjoy that type of race and you know how it went how I felt about it and if I ran it well and I kind of had a really I had a really really positive experience at that race really enjoyed it you know felt like I could have carried on the hills weren't intimidating to me so I was like well let's just give it a go so yeah my coach and I agreed that I could enter this ultra and we're kind of seeing it as a little project to work on together because um he's not you know coached anyone for an event like that before but he's excited about it as well so yeah I'm really looking forward to it I see it as a project so yeah we will see and you're not going to say this but you won beta bay it wasn't just I, a positive experience you did really well in it yeah i won it um which yeah is obviously yeah great and i just think you know we've spoken about it a lot over the episodes and some of the work i've been doing with the sports psychologist and i just feel like the last few months i've really turned a corner with everything and just approaching the last few races just not worried about racing and the most recent um discussion I have with my psychologist actually we kind of did a bit of a review of the work that we've done over the past year and like the progress that I've made and I think the two words that stand out are acceptance and perspective uh the two things that I've really kind of that's those are the two words that I can really focus on now and that I feel like are becoming more second nature to me. And that's, you know, accepting that things don't always go the way you want them to, and that's okay. Um, and obviously you hope that it's gonna go well, but just kind of accepting that there's any outcome. And I really feel like I do that now. And then um, perspective, just, you know, like nothing really matters. You're doing it, you're lucky to be doing it. It's a privilege. Um, you know, there are way worse things going on and just like enjoying it and making the most of the opportunities that you get. And I really feel like that's something that I feel as well. And at Bay to Bay, I think that's heightened because I was just like, wow, how cool is this? And you just feel really lucky that everything else goes out the window. You, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's fine if I don't run a time that I want to run. Like, this is just so cool. So I think having those things gives you a better chance of running well, but also yeah. you're open to the option that you might not as well and accepting that's okay. Yeah, ultimately you're always going to run better if you're in a positive mindset and yeah. your mind is on board with the journey. And do you think, I mean, obviously the ultra distance, you haven't done it before. So in some ways it might be a little more daunting than a marathon, which you know. Going back to that, you know, just doing something different and something you've actually had a really positive experience with running in Cape Town does that feel in a way less daunting than doing yeah. a marathon where you haven't you know the last couple haven't been the most positive experiences yeah I think there's a bit of both so I think yeah you're right like I've never done it so it could be daunting there's a lot of unknowns um We've spoken about the hills in Cape Town. It's it's, it's a very, very hilly course. And most of the climbs come after you've gone through the marathon distance. So your legs are going to be tired. And that's what I've got to train for. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it's daunting and unknown. But 
I'd say I'm way more excited than worried about it. And I do think, like you said, because it's new and there's no pressure and it's not external pressure. I feel like I put, I, look, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I feel like I don't have, I, I want to get the best out of myself that I can, but I don't have loads of pressure to be like, you, you know, you've got to come this position. You've got to have this time. You know, it's just more like, let's see what you can do. Train really hard um get the most out of yourself uh, you could surprise yourself you may hate it like i'm i'm open to all these options but i think yeah and also i'm not i'm not shying away from the marathon like i've got unfinished business there and i almost think actually if i can put some focus on doing some other events then it will take some of that pressure off the marathon distance and actually if i entered a marathon afterwards it's like okay well this is another race that's a bit of fun and rather than having all the focus on like the marathons, the distance that you've got to execute perfectly, I can kind of, you know, change my perspective on that as well. Yeah. And exactly give you some perspective on it. Yeah. It is just, it's just a race. Like it's just one of the many distances out there that you could run. Yeah, exactly. I think over the years, I've kind of like had this thing. It's like the marathon's the one that I've got to nail. It's actually, well, I could nail anything. So let me try something further and then I can come back to it. Because yeah, like definitely unfinished business. I know I've got more in me over that distance. I I still want to achieve things in the marathon, um, but it's cool to mix it up with something else. And it might take me on another journey, which I don't even know yet. So yeah, we'll see. And in the meantime, we've got some really exciting episodes coming up and lots of guests. I'm really excited. We have. And that, I have to say, is one of the main reasons I'm excited about coming home. Not so much for the weather. I'm definitely going to miss the sunshine. But it will be great to be back in the studio very soon with our editor and all the guests to come. Well, I can't wait to have you back. I need my run buddy. <laughs> very soon thanks for joining us for five miles easy see you next time bye